So to carve out time where you can just really be by yourself, to sit in the silence, to not listen to anything, to not have any music playing, to just be so that you can reflect. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Happy Lunar New Year. Loki, my second favorite time of the year because it's another it's another opportunity to reset. It's another opportunity to start again if you didn't start on the best foot January 1st of 2023. Yes, if you didn't get to reflect in December and then January, now you have the second Lunar New Year. Yay! I actually don't celebrate New Year's New Year's. Mm-hmm. I mean, my family celebrates Lunar New Year. And so I it feels like New Year for me. You know, mm. like you wear new clothes you get your hair cut yeah. you see all your family you have food and, and you, you do, do all the cleaning envelopes. and then you don't do any cleaning on the day leading up to lunar new year oh i love that when i was in taiwan growing up it was like a huge thing because mm. we'd go back to my dad's you know side of the family's house and there's all these things to do all the kids are there we get red envelopes it was the best thing ever but i think now that i you know, getting older, my mom is like, eh. And then my dad, personally, I think he's also like, eh. But yeah, I, I do miss that. A little tangent, but this is something that I wish I could do a bit more for my future family, is just to create more traditions and to create more rituals around whether it's Christmas, whether it's, you know, for us, like Chinese New Year or anything, just to have like a big shebang yeah or like a thing that we always do as a family because i feel like my parents are so chill which i love but they're also a little too chill you know (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i've been thinking about how like a lot of the traditions may be lost by the next generation at least for like my family because i'm not like fully engulfed in it anymore either Yeah. yeah so but times change and things alter and you can create new traditions exactly. and that's okay. You can create a family tradition around July 16. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For everyone who doesn't know, which is everyone, <laughs> I made up a holiday called July 16th. And every year I celebrate July 16th. It is a day where we all are just happy to be alive. Yes. I'm going to leave it at that. There's like a whole backstory to it, but we'll save it for another day. Not this She episode. celebrates it like she <laughs> celebrates her birthday. There was one year on July 16th, I think like two of my friends, one of them was you, sent me flowers. I was like, mm-hmm. I got more flowers on July 16th than on my actual birthday. So we celebrate. <laughs> we celebrate. <laughs> yes. So talking about celebration and talking about a new year, we thought this episode, we'd do something a bit more casual in terms of the questions that we'll be asking each other, but I'm pretty sure we will both have, like our answers would be like any other episode. Mm. So to just jump into it, and these are all questions that you guys have previously sent over the years. The very first one for you, Viv, 
is, are there any new things you've implemented into your routine since last year? Okay, so last year, something that was really hard for me was like getting out of bed and being active. And Mm -hmm. so this year, starting two weeks ago, what I wanted to do was just get my body moving. And Mm -hmm. the thing I implemented into my everyday life was I downloaded this app called, what is it called? Stride Kick. And it's an app where it tracks your steps, but I made everyone in my family download the app so that we can all look at each other's steps. And it Mm -hmm. has been so fun and so funny to see like how competitive everyone has gotten. There are days where like, oh my God, like the first day my boyfriend went above and beyond and got like 18,000 steps. But then the next day he was so sore. So I think for me, like implementing ways to make movement fun um and then also just tying that back into wanting to be closer to my family and friends and like engage or interact more so this has been a really fun way for me to do that oh yeah i think that's so beautiful whenever you get other people involved and also gamify it especially yes. if you're a naturally competitive <laughs> person wow yeah that's so smart that's really smart I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's why apps like Line and WeChat are so popular is because they have these settings built into the app where you can see how your friends are doing and you can compare oh. yourself to each other. Yeah, I think this is why Asian parents love them. Mm, I see. Yeah, I got my mom on this step app and she's just been trying to beat me. <laughs> but it's great because she's getting yeah. up and moving. So, yeah. so many birds with this one stone. And how have you been getting more steps in? It is really like the the competition that makes me like excited to get up. And I'm like, oh, I cannot go anywhere without my phone. Like I have to like step around. And then also it <laughs> motivates me to take Charlie out on a walk. Mm. I'll always take the longer route yeah. as well. So yeah, I guess I'm just a very competitive person. <laughs> like I need to beat you. Yeah. No, but that's great. So you're, you're just, it's motivating you to do more of what you already do. Like you're not necessarily going out of your way to like just walk around your block 10 times. It's just, you're already doing what you're doing. It's just making you more excited to do it for a little longer. Yeah. Finding little ways. And I think that's what like that's the easiest way to build a new habit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to change things up too much, right? It's like looking at your current routine. How do I just modify one thing or just alter it a little bit to improve it for this week? And I think that's mm-hmm. part of the mindset going into this too. I didn't want to burn out this year and I wanted to stay consistent. And so how can I add a new goal each week? For example, the first week, It wasn't 10,000 steps. It was 8,000 steps that was the goal. And then the next week, you know, maybe one day at the gym instead of Mm -hmm. like going ham. Yeah. With like five days at the gym. With Charlie. one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then Charlie, too. He's got to warm up to the workout. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And how about yourself? Have you incorporated anything into your routine in this new year? I can share one thing that I did very differently this year at the top of the year. Mm. So you know how 
I like nerd out over new year planning and I've created so many different templates. And I think because I spent like literally so much time (laughs) the previous two years updating and perfecting them that this year I was just like, I'm tired. Like I'm not going to do another month or two worth of content around the new year. When the time came, I was like, oh man, like I didn't bring any of my journals back from New York or, you know, any of the new year reset journals that people have made. I went to Barnes and Nobles to see if there's anything there on like December 31st and nothing really sparked my interest because I was like, you know, I can make this better myself. And so I go home and I'm like, man, I'm at a loss. I wish there's just this worksheet that I can do. And I'm like, didn't you create one last year? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I looked at it. I was like, wait, this is actually perfect (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but the thing i did differently this year was that i did it with james Mm. what we did was we both sat down with our laptops the first page is about reflecting to me you need to reflect first before you can move forward because you need to make sense of the past so that you can you know plan for the future and so you reflect and at the end you choose your three words for what you want your year to be or like what you want to embody that year And during the reflection section, I would ask James, you know, the prompt of what were you most thankful for this year? Three things. And as he he was talking, I would type it up and vice versa. So I think it was like a very collaborative, fun exercise we did together. And the second question was, what are you the most proud of this year? Three things. And James was like, hey, why don't we do three things we're proud of of each other instead of what we're proud of of ourselves? And I was like... You're a genius. Let's do it. So not only was it like planning together, but we're also connecting through this like quality conversation, both feeling so loved and appreciated. And I think for him, it was also very helpful because he I didn't know this. I was like, what? He usually doesn't spend that much time planning for the new year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? I've been with you for so long. How did, how did I not know this? If I knew this, I would have like dragged you to do this with me last year. <laughs> um, but anyway, like the, the doing it together part and having a shared notion where we can see each other's goals and systems and things that we want to do, I think it can help us create better systems amongst ourselves where I want to reflect on it every month. He also wants to reflect every month on you know all of these goals. We can actually do it together, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think just this whole experience was very rewarding. And I don't know. Who would have thought, you know? Doing <laughs> something with someone else, accountability, <laughs> like things that I've always shied away from. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been excellent. That's nice too because I think as you go through the year, you have in mind what – you know, he wants for his year. And so there are ways that you can, like, I think at the end of the day, you end up understanding each other and where you're coming Mm -hmm. from a little bit more, knowing that these were the intentions that were set. Mm -hmm. I love the part where you shared about what you're proud of each other, because Mm -hmm. it's just taking that time to appreciate the other person. You feel like they saw you, they're like appreciating you, or they're acknowledging you. And that's just really sweet. So... Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that both of us have 
the new thing that we included is that we included other people. Because mm-hmm. I think something that we both struggled with is sometimes I feel like personal development can be such an isolating thing, not because it is and it has to be, but because you kind of feel like you need to do things on your own or like figure yourself out and be worthy enough or to be at a good place before you can share or show up in the world. So I feel mm-hmm. like on this front, I'm proud of both of us. Or yeah. choosing to be supportant and to choose to have just like accountability from people so that we can keep ourselves accountable too. It's the second word that we both chose in <laughs> the first episode yeah. of this year. To be connected and to be supported. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from two little pea pods that were very closed. Now we're like, bloop. bloop. Speaking, Speaking of pea pods. <laughs> Speaking of pea pods and comfort, the second question that we have for today (laughs) is what is your go-to comfort food? Definitely not a voice hugs typical question. (laughs) It is not. Oh my goodness. Go-to comfort food. I have a very trashy section and a very like actually comforting section. Mm -hmm. So I'll go for the trashy one first. Just like how we all have our comfort movies, Mm -hmm. right? What are yours? My comfort movie. Yeah. Do you have any comfort movies? I don't. I would probably put like a Disney, like a Disney movie Aww. on if I just want yeah, to feel it's good. Yeah, still good though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you guys know my comfort movies like Spirited Away and Crazy Stupid Love. So just like how we have our comfort movies, we have our comfort snacks. <laughs> and my comfort snacks are all very salty, sodium bombs, and very dry and terrible for my being because I'm already like Mm. a Chinese medicine like very dry person who shouldn't eat as much chips and spicy things goldfish oh cheese it's and takis (laughs) even if Uh. it gives me fire poops it's good it's delicious I love how like limey and lemony it is (laughs) oh my god I didn't know that and that those are like not my go-to snacks at all. <laughs> okay, so that's the trashy side. What about yes. the other? The comfort, like the actual comfort side. Uh-huh. I think I've grown to really appreciate anything that has like a solid soup base. Mm. Not in like a creamy sense, but in like a if it's like a bone broth or like a mandu, like a like a cream mandu it's like korean mandu soup korean dumpling soup or just like miso i like like love making my own miso soups just like lighter broth filled with veggies very healing (sighs) chef's kiss that is my comfort food 100 (laughs) percent soup soupy things yeah yeah i don't think i have like a not so healthy comfort food preference Mm -hmm. maybe maybe like cup of noodle i actually love spicy cup of noodle not the like super super spicy one but when i'm having like a bad day especially if it's raining oh my gosh Mm. i just want yeah like a big bowl of spice up your life yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah but i I love korean soups and after dating my boyfriend who is korean i've had so much korean food and i love it 
I do. And I love him <laughs> for cooking it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the queen of being worst at transitions, the both of us. Yeah. What is your favorite thing at the moment? It can be anything. My favorite album at the moment mm. is SZA's new SOS album. I love this album. I feel like it's really tough for artists to come out with like a second or third album, especially if their first one is like banger. But mm -hmm. I love this album. Specific songs I like are Nobody Gets Me, <laughs> um, Love Language, Open Arms featuring Travis Scott. But yeah. I think I posted this on my Instagram, but anyways, yes, that's my favorite album right now. Mm -hmm. And what are some other daily favorites? Any things, products? Daily favorite moment every day consistently is when I come home and I see Charlie, his greeting is always, oh. always my favorite. And then also waking up, saying good morning to him. It's always, oh. always my favorite, like the best start of my day i think if anyone has a pet you understand it's like so precious when your pet greets you because they're so excited to see you and charlie does this really cute thing where he has like the wiggle butt mm -hmm. and it's like not his tail that's wagging it's yeah. his entire it's his body. actual butt like <laughs> yeah. yes just like it's his so, mama i know it's so one of a kind <laughs> but it's so cute Aww. What are your current favorites? What? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's just throw it back to you. <sighs> I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm like glossy. We're trying. I really want to talk about a K-drama without talking about it. So I loved Alchemy of Souls the first season because like the first couple episodes are really slow, but then the story picks up and you start learning things and you're like, wow. The writers were brilliant, but I didn't give it like an S tier, like fantastic rating because I like skipped through a lot of it. So the second season dropped, it's about like switching souls. It's called the alchemy of souls, right? So the main actress actually changed and a lot of people were like, oh my God, how could this happen? But it actually was executed pretty well. And I think me along with a bunch of people were very upset in the direction that it was going because obviously like they couldn't recognize each other for the longest time. And like ep by episode four, I was like, okay, they're not going to recognize each other for even longer. I'm just going to give up. I'm going to let go. I'm not going to judge this drama. I'm just going to enjoy and go along for the ride and see how it ends before I make my final judgment. And it was brilliant. I love the way it ended. I just... <laughs> fell in love with every single character. I think they wrapped it up the best way that they could have. It's one of my wow. best dramas I've watched as of late, including Attorney Wu, including Little Woman. Um, wow. I just, it, it hits differently. And I know those are bold claims, but personally, I don't know. But this is also like a 30 episode commitment. So like also take that with a grain of salt. Do you think you would have felt differently if you didn't let go of that judgment or like expectations slash setting standards early on in the episode? Because that's really interesting to me yeah. that, yeah, 
Do you think that contributed to how you felt at the end? I think so because as you're watching it, you're just enjoying it more than you are getting mad and like yelling at <laughs> your phone that like, how come you don't recognize her? How come you don't recognize him? You know, I think like it takes away that level of frustration where you're just like, writers, take me where you want me to go, <laughs> you know? And I think it's like yeah. the same analogy to life too. Like you can do something and be angry the whole way through, or you can just do something and see where it takes you. And most of the time life surprises you in ways that you know, you wouldn't normally expect. And I think especially now that Netflix is carrying dramas as well, I don't know how involved they are, but I just feel like the quality of Korean dramas also got better. Mm. Maybe, be I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how involved Netflix is, but I think, to, I think the writers and the production team also knows that it needs to meet <clears throat> like a certain standard, that the, the writing can't be that sloppy. But anyway, yes, I think it definitely helped a lot. I like the analogy to life because I just remember like last year, there was just a period of time where every day I'd wake up and be like, what bad thing is going to happen to me today? Like what <laughs> awful thing is going to happen? Like I'm going to judge this day so hard, you know, for the moment I wake up. But like if you just switch that mindset to like, ooh, like I wonder what's going to happen today. Let's just see. It makes a huge difference. So that's mm -hmm. that's kind of like where my question came from. I'm like, do you mm -hmm. think that ended up making you enjoy the Korean drama slash me enjoy life a little bit more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you guys want to see um my current actual fave things, I just posted something on Instagram action. So if you want to check it out, you can. Oh, At Romina Tsai. <laughs> okay next question all right next question Ooh, i like this what has been the best way to get to know yourself this is something that i think is really important in your 20s or just in life to get to know yourself a little bit better i naturally already think a lot I'm just in my head. I'm always thinking about myself and like why things happen or like where things come from. What has helped me over the years is writing down these thoughts. So journaling. I know I mentioned in that last episode, I've journaled since I was 10. And it's just so interesting to put thought to paper because in a way for me, like visually, it almost like removes my thought from myself and I am like analyzing it or I'm looking at it with like my eyes and mm. seeing like where does this come from or like why are you feeling this way and it helps you step into a more reflective space rather than just kind of living your life and not reflecting I think mm -hmm. reflection then is probably mm -hmm. what has helped me get to know myself better to add on to what you just said I think to create space for yourself for you to be able to reflect mm. whether it is spending time alone whether it is through meditation whether it is through taking walks as a form of meditation whatever it is to have that peace and quiet just to have alone time with yourself and with your own thoughts to not shy away from it to not be afraid of it to not fill every moment of every day with some sort of noise or distraction because even if you're li listening to an audiobook if you're listening to a podcast even if there are things that are net positive in your life you're still it's not like you're still distracting yourself but you're still your mind is still on something else 
So to carve out time where you can just really be by yourself, to sit in the silence, to not listen to anything, to not have any music playing, to just be so that you can reflect. I think also gathering data points is always very helpful. Recognizing patterns in your life. Has this happened before? Have I approached conflict this way before? And when you start to see those patterns or gather that information of yourself, it's then creating that space and time, like you said, of being alone and thinking about how, why? Like, why are you the way that you are? Do you want to change it if you don't? continue is it detrimental to your life if it's not you know maybe it's okay and that's okay but at least now you know yourself you know what you like you know what you don't like what makes you feel comfortable how you go about life and you can communicate that with other people so that they can get to know you too yay all right next question when was the last time you did something for the first time i'm gonna have to say coaching Mm. and I believe I talked a lot about it in episode 33 so if you guys want to check that out you can listen to it there I've been talking about it so much that I'm just gonna pass it back to you when was the last time you did something for the first time (laughs) before we pass it on to me okay (laughs) I am actually really excited to see um this journey of you Mm -hmm. and coaching because Mm -hmm. I mean like I've Not that coaching and therapy are the same thing, but I do think that like having someone guide you or like just be there for you that's not a friend or a family member is so helpful. And so I'm excited that like you're on this journey and even though our experience is probably different, it's still cool to be able to now connect with you in a different way than we have before. Because I felt like in the past I would tell you about my sessions, but it, you know, like it's not yeah. the same when you aren't in sessions with like other people too. Yeah. 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 So anyways, that is just to say I'm very excited for you. And so it's okay that you keep talking about it. <laughs> Yay. No, and um, even, even in episode 33, we talked about how we both realized we're more in our heads than we are in our hearts. And mm-hmm. so this is interesting. And now you have friends talk about it so that you can talk to your friend about it. You can reflect about it. You can spend time meditating about it. Yes. And you? And for me, um, it is, it's not the same, but um, for me, it's definitely taking ceramics class. That has been super exciting. So usually when you take like a ceramics class, you just do the throwing and you don't get to do the trimming and the glazing and the final product of it. But it's been so fun to learn everything from start to finish, from like rolling the clay to how to clean up your station. This is the first time where I'm taking a class for myself to learn something new. And it's been fantastical i'm just kidding it's been great <laughs> fantastical. The word of the episode <laughs> so episode 34 you're we recorded right before you went to class now that you've gone to class how do you feel I was talking to my cousin before I started and she was sharing how a lot of her coworkers or her friends who are perfectionists, when they do ceramics for the first time, it's really, really tough for them because you want to perfect your bowl, but it's like impossible when it's your first time. And I think because 
this whole process is just so messy. Like there's water everywhere. There's clay all over my pants, on my shirt, on my face. That that sets up the tone or the environment for the whole experience for me. So it's actually so fun to be messy with it. And that was something that was a surprise for me because I do like to perfect things. And I do like mm-hmm. to, you know, make perfect bowls or I I would want to do that but instead it's been really fun the first bowl I made it was actually pretty cute and then as I was trying to remove it off the the thing I knocked it and then everyone around me was like and they're they're so nice they're like it's okay it's modern art don't worry about it (laughs) and I was like oh my god my bowl I don't want um, a modern bowl yeah yeah but it's it's fun and you know I'll always have this bowl as the first bowl that I made and yeah it's just been really cool highly recommend following up on that note a great last question when I think of voice hugs 2022 for Vivian Van I think of shrimp chips (laughs) and I think of bubble machine so what do you think will be your new thing This year, in terms of, I think, like, what shrimp chip symbolized was getting over insecurities and fears and doubts of what other people may think, which we obviously still have a lot of work to do. If you guys listened to the previous episode, episode 35, um, and what the bubble machine symbolizes was getting over this, I guess, for lack of a better word, more limiting mindset and just allowing yourself to quote unquote splurge on like a $5 bubble machine, right? To like allow yourself to get things you want to, like your little nail kit, to get a beautiful picnic setup and your little cooler to go on picnics (laughs) together in the summer. Um, So what do you think the theme will be the rest of the year? Maybe because ceramics is like fresh off my mind, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like creating. I don't want to use the word imperfect, but like creating things from the heart and Mm. sharing that with friends because I'm really Mm -hmm. excited to, like, what am I going to do with 30 bowls? You know, like, I'm not going to keep them, (laughs) but like gifting them to friends and like engaging with I mean like connecting with people that way like I'm excited to meet up with people and be like oh my god I have a bowl for you I'm so excited you know so um yeah like a mix of what we shared about in the first episode of the year of creating and connecting and I don't know I have a good feeling about this year because Mm -hmm. last year was really really tough like this year (laughs) has just got to feel differently internally Yeah. yeah yeah wow that was a great question yeah, maybe you can be our master ceramicist for the Ew. voice hook shop. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people would love wabi-sabi imperfect <laughs> modern things. It's modern. Art. Have you actually read the book Wabi-sabi? Mm-mm. Do you know the concept of wabi-sabi? No. So in Japan, there's this method or there's this ritual where if a bowl or if a vase breaks they'll fill it they'll fill the cracks and kind of like put it back together glue it back together with gold and it's all about finding beauty and impermanence and things that are imperfect 
And I think on this journey that you're in now, it's like a very quick, small booklet. You'd love it. Mm. You're going to have a wabi-sabi year. <laughs> yes. Love it. Like it. Yeah. yeah. The way that you described my year with shrimp mm-hmm. chips and bubble machines, I'm just like, wow, mm-hmm. that was amazing. I'm trying to think like, how would I describe your 2022? I think for me, when I think about your year, it was like freedom, free. Yeah. No, not Disney freedom, World. Like free. Yeah. Disney World. And then like really settling into like this strong foundation with jams. <laughs> That's like how I saw your year. Yeah. Maybe because of the engagement, but also just knowing even what you shared earlier in today's episode, you know, like having those conversations mm-hmm. with him, setting the intention. I think those are two big things for you last year. What would you say is the one thing coming up for you in 2023? I want to calm down. <laughs> I want to take myself less seriously. I want to take life less seriously. I want to take my work less seriously. I'm going to take everything seriously, but also less seriously, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, just we said this quote in last episode, but I just want to say it again in case anyone missed it because it's so good. No, it's fine. I don't need to say it. I'm going to throw it up on the screen. <laughs> so maybe calm down. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. Calm down. Yeah. I think this year will be about calming down in all aspects, whether it's resting, whether it is the way that I communicate with myself, the way that I communicate with my partner, the way that I communicate with my friends, the way I communicate in my videos. I'm just going to calm down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be Mount Everest. (laughs) You're like, in my mind, you're already pretty calm. So I'm like, this is all internal row speaking. Oh my God, it's the Aries in my heart, the fire in my heart. All right. Well, I'm excited to see how you calm down this year. And I'm excited how I will embrace imperfection and wabi-sabiness this year. And I hope that everyone who tuned in had a great time getting to know us a little bit more (laughs) fantastical fantastical (gasps) yeah thank you for the listener q a for this episode if you guys have any additional questions we're going to leave a open-ended spotify q a so you can type your questions there or you can always email us hello at voicehugspodcast.com shoot us a dm hello at hello podcast Hello at Hello Podcast. <laughs> Girl. At Voice Hugs Podcast. <laughs> at Hello. Oh my God. I said it again. At Voice Hugs Podcast. You will not find us at Hello at Voice Hugs Podcast. <laughs> hello at Hello Podcast. <laughs> Vivian. <laughs> You're doing great. Wabi Sabi. Right. Wabi Sabi. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Voice hugs. Voice hugs. See you in the next episode. Bye.